0: Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Cynthia Colon, TEDx speaker, college admission strategist, and author of the book, Be Committed, Get Admitted. Welcome to Destination University. We help high school families successfully navigate the college admission process by helping students create an action plan, become interesting applicants, and write compelling essays that increase acceptance letters. As a former admission officer at Vassar College and elite private school counselor in Los Angeles, I have coached, mentored, guided, and worked directly with over 10,000 students. I know what it takes to get admitted to top 100 colleges. As my gift to you, I'm revealing the exact admission committee process we used at Vassar. It's all in my new guide, four questions admission officers ask when deciding who to admit or reject. You can go to my website, drcynthiacoloncom forward slash admit. And in the guide, I share four questions I used in the 12 minutes I spent to review an entire application. I give you the order I read the application, what I was looking for and what I highlighted and took note of. If you've ever wondered what admission officers are looking for and how decisions are made, well, Today is your lucky day. Again, you can go to drcynthiacolon.com forward slash admit. Okay, so let's get to today's episode. If you've been following season nine, you've heard from the parents of Celeste. You've heard from the parents of Juliana, Matteo, and of course, you've heard directly from Cosette. All four were admitted to at least one Top 25 college, Stanford, Cornell, UCLA, and Berkeley. These four students are not superhuman. They are not curing cancer. They are not Olympic athletes or Mother Teresa. But they do have one thing in common. They decided to learn the admission game, the college admission game. I want you to understand this truth. Students aren't rejected, applications are. If you believe that anything can be taught, your child can learn to do anything, then you understand that the college admission process can be learned. As a kid, I loved to play backgammon. So oh gee, like if anyone's out there and you know the game backgammon, please let me know. Please send me an email. <laughs> anyway, my point is this. I loved the game because I set out to learn it. My dad taught me different strategies, what to do and how to avoid leaving my man open. We were all good. Mom, dad and me, we were all love to play. And it was fun. It was a fun challenge to see if I could beat my parents, right? At this game back then. I didn't love checkers. I don't know why. I just it never I just never cared enough. And chess I never learned, so nobody ever taught me. So even today, I have no knowledge or opinion about chess. I never even got into that show that was big, like I think it was called Something Gambit or something, the the girl who played chess. I don't know, something like that. Okay, so if you haven't listened to season nine, I'm going to give you a quick recap and key takeaways from these parents that I've interviewed. So Celeste's dad, I think he's episode 186. This dad set his daughter on a path for success at a very young age. It began with cheerleading and teaching her to always stay ahead of the competition, knowing that every year the winners will strive to get better. So you have to work harder every year to catch up and surpass. That's what he taught his daughter. So many good golden nuggets in this particular episode. But by the time Celeste had reached high school, she never feared asking for help. She always knew and she, she knew to strive for more and to give a thousand percent. So Celeste took our advantage of our dream academy that her high school paid for and had us come and do. It's a, our ver- their version of Dream College Academy. Her always she always knew that her father would support her a thousand percent. So Celeste did everything anything she took advantage of anything at her school because she had the love and support of her father. So that those were my big takeaways. Okay. From Celeste's dad, Juliana's mom. Okay. That's episode 189. And for me, when I interviewed Becky, my key takeaways, the conversation of college began early in their household and the jewels, I call her Jules. Uh, Juliana was the first born. So she was the oldest. So visiting colleges was a priority for this family as early as ninth grade, 10th grade. And once Jules had a clear goal, Becky did what she, what she could. She called me, her college roomie, to meet with Jules over a Zoom and make a plan and make a strategy and get key tips from, you know, from myself. I think it was Jules <laughs> that I was sort of beta testing, what is now known as Dream College Academy. So that was Jules, and actually they came out here um, for something, a college visit, and and I spent time with Jules a little bit. So, okay, let's talk about Mateo's mom, episode 198. I mean, if every parent could be Belinda, that would be amazing. My biggest takeaway from Belinda's interview was her knowledge of the college admission process. Or let me say it this way, her knowledge of what it looked like on the other side of the tracks, meaning the right side of the tracks, private versus public. I mean, it was like no competition. So Belinda knew because her son, Mateo, had been a part of this elite private high school. So she knew what it looked like. And so what she did, let's see. What Belinda Belinda did took courage, time, and a determination to give her son as close to what he would have had otherwise at his private, elite private school, which, by the way, has a price tag of, like, north of $50,000 a year, a year, okay? So Belinda found me through the college counselor at that private elite school that Mateo was once enrolled in. Tanya and I... Knew each other from my days at Vassar and her days at UPenn. And later she worked at Stanford and Berkeley. So Matteo joined our family, as we call it, in the spring of his junior year and immediately enrolled in Dream College Academy. So the mom found what she needed. All right, this episode is really about Cosette. Cosette is episode 199. This girl won my heart. Like when she had the courage to enter our world, as the only community college student, she decided that Dream College Academy was what she needed after going through the college admission process twice, having not a single acceptance letter to show for it, her. her mother knew one thing. It wasn't her daughter that was being rejected. It had to be something in the application, and she knew that her daughter needed help. So the third round of applications would finally yield the acceptance letters she had always dreamed of. I mean, imagine. Today, I'm gonna walk you through what Cosette did right in her final round of applications. Again, she applied three times. So I'm gonna start with a couple of tips and then I'm gonna show you some of her essays. So tip number one is a must do. Apply to a range of colleges that you will be happy with, okay? I know it sounds simple, but like, you'd be surprised. If you listen to her episode, episode 199, you heard Cosette say that as a senior, she applied to top 100 colleges. Actually, I think she applied to top 25 colleges. She mentioned Stanford in the interview. Now, just before that, she shared that until junior year, she was sort of going through the motions of, of school. She was doing all the right things, but nothing special. Like, I mean, high school. In other words, she was... Not killing it in academics, okay? But somehow she thought her talent as an opera singer would get her far in this college admission process. Well, it doesn't exactly work that way. But she didn't know better, and her counselor, you know, told her told her so. So now, side note, <laughs> um, don't get me started on like what the counselor should have or could have done to avoid this scenario. So, She says a few things, and and anyway, I'm not going to go there today. I'm going to leave it. Um, Once she took Dream College Academy, DCA, one of the modules we walk students through is how to select colleges that are appropriate for them. After doing a deep dive in a previous module about academics and transcripts, then the students can clearly see for themselves which colleges might be a stretch and which are on target and those that will be likely. So we use the 30-40-30 rule, 30% reach or realistic reach, 40% target and 50-50 and and then 30% likely, okay? So now we do believe that everyone deserves a dream college. So pick one, anyone, go ahead with your bad self, do it. (laughs) I was speaking actually to a group of students um, at the NACAC fair the other day and someone said, you know, that their dream was, you know, Columbia, and I was like, oh, I went to Columbia, so I was like, heck yeah, girl, you go right ahead, and and you know, you go for it. So I, I always just tell students, you know, you're gonna regret if you don't apply if it was your dream, like do it. So pick one one far-reaching dream and then go on. So again, everyone deserves to have that one school on their list. Okay, so all right, let's get back to Gozette. So as long as you create a list that includes a range of colleges suited to you, then you're setting yourself up for success. The goal is to have choices. Just remember that. The goal is not the ego of showing off where you applied, but rather when you get admitted, where you get admitted. That's the beauty of this process. You should have set yourself up for success, okay? It took three times for Cosette to be set up for success. Just kills me. Before Dream College Academy, DCA, the adults in her life had set her up for failure. Yeah, I know. You don't want that. You don't want that. You don't want to rely on anyone, you know, that hasn't shown a proven record. Okay, I digress. Tip number two. This is a must do as well. Look like who you say you are and who you want to be, okay? Because that was a singer, an opera singer. She still is. So early on, she applied to top colleges. (laughs) So I asked her, did you put like audition? So she said, no, not those. She didn't submit an audition. She just thought that she's talented and that would like suffice in the application. That would be great. (laughs) Okay, I want you to just imagine Caleb Williams or Carson Palmer applying to USC, if you don't know who they are, look them up, having never been recruited for football and simply writes in their application that one day they're going to win the Heisman Trophy. Okay, like what? (laughs) I mean, no, maybe, but like that doesn't work. It does not how it works, right? But again, she didn't know and her counselor wasn't guiding her well. So, all right, Cosette realized that she had to look like who she said she wanted to become she realized that in dream college academy because we have a whole module that talks about that and putting all the pieces together so at the time of dca dream college academy she wanted to become an animator not an opera singer anymore she had the disney books in her room and she was working on the i don't know million slides of animation for the 17 second TikTok video aladdin you know, the Latin genie that went on TikTok, right? 17 seconds, she spent, spent three months doing it. Yeah, I know. She went all in and she did everything um, with animation. So she she did walk the walk, talk the talk and w- with people that she met in, especially in Dream College Academy, all road, roads pointed to like, yes, this is what I want to do. Yes, yes, this is what I say I am. This is what I want to do. And this is how I look and I'm doing it now, okay? Meaning she was putting in the work that said, I wanna be an animator, and yes, I'm doing the work now. I'm showing evidence, so boom. That's what I'm saying. She finally put the pieces together. So tip number three, and then I'm gonna show you the essays. Tip number three, must do. Learn how to write the college admission essay. This is not hard to learn, you guys. We teach it every summer. We teach the core four, right? The core four essays, who am I, what am I good at, what's something cool about me and why this major. Those four essays are meant to help connect the dots for the reader and understand your full and whole application. Key in the UC application, key in the UC application is the academic essay, okay? So I just want you to understand, I'm gonna explain because I'm gonna pull up and um, show you my screen, okay? So let's do this. All right. What I'm about to show you is Cosette's four essays, okay? Um, Okay. So first of all, as I pull these up, um, what Cosette kept missing is how to put everything together. Like we we finally actually met in person um, when she came out to California. So let me back up. So if you didn't catch the episode, like Cosette's dream college when she was in high school was UC Santa Barbara. And I think she lived here in California once upon a time. And uh, anyway, she wanted to live in California. She lived in Maryland. She's from Maryland. She went to a Catholic school in Maryland. And um, like I said, she applied and didn't, didn't get in and then applied as a transfer student later. And then she didn't get in again. So her mom found us on Facebook. We were doing a webinar, which, you know, like we're doing in this Season where we do these webinars, and she, the mom found the webinar and put it on and had it on in the background while she was cooking, or I don't know. And Cosette happened to be in the kitchen and was listening, half listening. She said, "I was kind of pretending I wasn't listening, but I was listening." And she she was like, "Oh my God, I I need I have a coolness factor. I what is that? I, I think I need to do that." So she started to put the pieces together in her head, and then what Dream College Academy helped her do was then put them in sort of the order that like, okay, oh, first I need to know my, my transcript and my GPA Okay, now now I need to think about like, how's my major related and like, what do I want to do? And how's my resume? And how do all these pieces come together? And um, one of the pieces is like, okay, now I have to write these essays and connect the dots. Okay, so again, who am I? What am I good at? What's something cool about me and why this major? Those are the four. And they're really based because of the UC UC system has you do four. so you've been seeing this online screen. If you're watching on YouTube, um, you know, you've been reading this. It says, see the, the perfect package, the UC application offers eight choices of PIQs, personal, insight, questions. Those are the essays. The applicant must choose four PIQs to answer in 350 words or less. <clears throat> I don't recommend less than 320, uh, side note. Here are examples of two totally different students <clears throat> admitted to the UC system. So this first set of four in this, um, I'll link, I guess I'll link this to you if you want to uh, buy this uh, little packet of essays. All right, so here's Cosette. So something cool about me and it's, oh, it was 176 slides. So again, remember, she wants to be an animator. So you have to look like who you say you want to look like. And, and this is helping build her case of like, this is my major. This is what I want to do. And this is what I've been doing. So this whole essay is really just about her doing this 176 slides, you guys to create a 17 second video. And I think she says in here, it took her like three months to do it or something. Oh, two, two months from the resources that were available to me. I gathered my knowledge from YouTube books and intuition, trying to replicate the from the masters of Disney. It was a challenge, but I felt right as if it was a calling to do something so absurd, completing in total of over three months, oh, 176 frames of the genie that lasted 12 seconds. <laughs> So this is an essay that, again, she's just kind of, it's a short essay. There are only 350 words. It's not long, but you have to capture the attention of the reader in interesting, engaging, compelling stories, but that have a purpose. People ask me all the time, well, you know, like, oh, don't don't write, you know, flowery words. No, you're not going to write flowery words and stories that don't have a purpose. You have to have a purpose. Here's the future connection. When an opera diva loves animation. So she goes on basically to kind of, shed that, acknowledge that she, maybe you're gonna see on my resume that I do a lot of opera singing. And so I don't want to, this is me being her, communicating to the admission person, right? Because we teach her in DCA, you have to make sense. Like if on your resume, it says that all these things and you take lessons and you're an opera singer, and now you're telling me you wanna be an animator, help me understand, help me understand so I don't get confused by what's in your application. So she makes the case here of how and why she got from opera diva to animation. So I'm not gonna walk you through and read all the essays, but um, she you know, talks about having been in our class and meeting the director of marketing at Walt Disney Studios. And then she, which led um, to making the connection and then meeting with somebody in animation at, at Disney, right? I mean, simple, like just, it doesn't have to be earth shattering essays. Just simple, just explain yourself so the reader is not lost and confused. That's what leads to a rejection like quicker than I don't know what, okay? So then here, what am I good at? A director's vision. So she's, again, sort of, she's an animator. She wants to be sort of in the in the um, production uh, animation, you know, industry, so to speak. So again, so she talks about having an eye for things. Uh, director's vision is what she calls it. And so she described this is an essay that sort of describes sort of how her, her brain thinks and how she would put things together and uh, builds this case of her wanting to be in the inter- entertainment business slash Disney business slash, you know, animation. Again, when I read the whole application, I get to certain parts of in the, in the resume section. And I'm like, I, I don't get it. This doesn't make sense. You know, you don't want to confuse the reader. So you, ha- it's your job. The onus is on the student, the applicant. To tie to tie everything together. So this last one, who who am I is her this is her who am I essay, but it's who I was. So I already said to you that um, you know she was not killing it academically in high school. she just wasn't. And so you know we really one of the pieces I think just a side note that we that comes out of during College Academy or college essay boot campus, acknowledge you've got to acknowledge what's on paper right be vulnerable I mean look they're going to see your grades from high school and if you are embarrassed about them or you don't acknowledge what's the elephant in the room then you're missing an opportunity so she had to acknowledge who she was and how she got to saying you know what I, I this is a new me so I love this um ending here it's like even though I believe to be years behind on my journey and feel like I'm running out of time. I've learned to take advantage of the opportunities that lie in front of me, to work hard to achieve my goals and to not expect them to be handed to me. That's what separates the exceptional, the ambition, the persistence, the learning from mistakes. It took me two and a half years to realize that in order to not have an ordinary life, I have to be extra enough to be extraordinary. Huh. So, anyway, you see. I hope you see sort of what my point is: is that um, to look at her application, I'm going to guess, right? So, if you didn't want, if you didn't listen to the McKinney, I call her the McKinney Texas rock star who was denied nine places. So she's a similar background, a similar story to Cosette, you know, rejection, rejection, rejection. And I think that's episode 196. I want to say. Okay. Anyway. At some point it hit Cosette, that it's students aren't rejected, applications are. Somehow she got it in her head like, wait a minute, I can do this and something's not clicking, something's not working and I can figure this out. And so she just, you know, she finally figured it out, she got help or she was (laughs) accidentally listening to the webinar and, and her mom signed her up for our course. Okay. But I'm gonna guess, right? You turn in your application to transfer, and she's got to turn in her high school transcripts too, so they're gonna see. Okay, I don't. She never has ever said to me, but I'm guessing she was a, a good B, A student, mix of A's and B's on her transcript. Nothing bad. No judgment. Like, but that was not gonna get her into Stanford, right? Or UC Santa Barbara. It was just not. So she went there, and she became vulnerable, and she said, "Okay, I have to acknowledge the elephant in the room." And so yes, I've learned to like figure out how to what co-curriculars to do and how to get involved and how to show the things I want to show. And so she has that, but she also had the opera stuff, and she also had her, her grades from. And then she had to have improved again. I've never had this conversation about like exactly what she had because she only she only took dream college chemistry. She she didn't um, continue on with us. Like she got what she needed and ran with it. So, these essays just help me, even just reading them again today, a little bit right now, is like it helps me understand that what she learned from the class is that you have to tie everything together. You have to connect the dots. We talk about this all the time. You have to connect the dots. The onus is on the applicant. Colleges discriminate based on what students choose to communicate. Every word, every sentence, every essay is a choice a student makes, and what you put in, which you submit is going to be reviewed, but what you omit is not going to be re- reviewed. It's plain and simple. So you have to just kind of keep that in mind that it's up to you. And so if you can just get some help or some direction, just some guidance. Look, we don't write essays for you for sure. That's in our essay book, college essay boot camp. But I'm just talking about even just Dream College Academy is like just basic good information that almost, ever, I believe almost everybody in the country, in the country, if you're a high school student, you just need Dream College Academy. If you can just get Dream College Academy, you'll be well on your way so that you can avoid these stumbling blocks and these uh, two twice, <laughs> like Cosette, you know, applying and and not having really a plan. And again, the McKinney, I call her the McKinney girl because she went to McKinney High School from Texas. Um, uh, you can listen to that and I say very similar things. It's, they're very parallel. Okay, so good. Students aren't rejected, applications are. All of this can be learned, you guys, all of it, I promise you. So we're gonna close out here. Oh, I know, so many things. Here is the truth. For nearly 30 years, I have worked at elite private colleges or elite private high schools. I know well resourced families, what they do to ensure college success. And I can tell you, if your child is enrolled in a public or religious high school, chances are she or he is already five steps behind. Sorry, but that's the truth. However, today is your lucky day. <laughs> you get, uh, you will get ahead of your private school peers. I have a gift for you. Okay, I am finally revealing the exact committee process that we used at Basser. It's all for from in my new guide. Four questions admission officers ask when deciding who to admit or reject you can go to my website drcynthiacolone.com forward slash admit and you would you'll get it there okay now um what i share in those in that little guide i will say that and i've spent a lot of time giving you this really good information it's what I used, it's how I used the 12 minutes that I used to review an entire application. I think what parents want to know is like, how is my child being measured? Or how's my child being evaluated or judged? It feels like, oh, invasive. But you need to know, like, don't bury your head in the sand. Like, so if you've ever wondered what does happen once the application is submitted, you know, what are admission officers looking for? And how are decisions made? How does it go from application to somebody reading it to the decision committee you're not alone people want to know this but just a lot of people don't want to share it including myself it took me look it took me like seven years before i shared this information in the detail that i give in this guide so take action now get five steps ahead and begin increasing those acceptance letters again dr cynthia forward slash admit okay Promise me you will do this. All right. That is all I have for you, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to Destination University. I'm Cynthia Colon. If this episode has in any way helped, fueled, or inspired you, please share this episode with three people in the next 30 minutes. Okay? Again, share this episode with three people in the next 30 minutes find that Cosette or the McKinney girl that needs to hear this episode. All right, if you haven't binge listened to our uh, other seasons, I would start with episode number one. I interview my mom. It's called the one word parents should should omit from the vocabulary. It's really great. And she's always beloved. So start with episode one, okay? All right, that's all I have for you, my friends. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Until then, have a happy and sunny day. Bye for now. Here's the truth. For nearly 30 years, I have worked at elite private colleges and or private high schools. I know what well-resourced families do to ensure college success. And I can tell you, if your child is enrolled at a public or religious high school, chances are she or he is already five steps behind. However, today is your lucky day. To get you ahead of your private school peers, I have a gift for you. I'm revealing the exact admission committee process we used at Vassar. It's all in my new guide, Four Questions Admission Officers Ask When Deciding Who to Admit or Reject. You can go to drcynthiacoulon.com forward slash admit to get your copy. I share the four questions I used in the 12 minutes I had to review the entire application. If you've ever wondered what admission officers are looking for and how decisions are actually made, you're not alone. Take action now to get five steps ahead and begin increasing those acceptance letters. Again, that's Dr. Cynthia Colon, D R C Y N T H I A C O L O N dot com forward slash admit. That is all I have for you today, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to Destination University. I'm Dr. Cynthia Kwan. If this episode has in any way helped, fueled, or inspired you, please share this episode with three people in the next 30 minutes. You can subscribe to Destination U University wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, leave us a review. It sure does help a lot. By subscribing and reviewing, you help to grow the community of informed families across the nation. And if you haven't binge listened to our previous seasons, do it. With each episode, you'll learn a new tip, trick, or strategy for success. Start with episode one, the one word every parent should remove. You'll learn my mom's secret to ensuring college success for her daughters. And once again, if you found value today, please share this episode with three families in the next 30 minutes. I'll be sure to see you next week, same time, same place. Until then, wherever you are, may you have a happy and sunny day. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening this week to Destination University. Be sure to join Dr. Cynthia Colon again and get one step closer to your success.